There comes a very important time in each of our cancer journeys when we decide we want to share our story. It might be just to one person, or maybe it's for a blog or social media, but eventually you may feel the want or need to share your experiences, the happy and sad, all that is your cancer story. Welcome back to 50% Cancer. Today's episode is about sharing your story. We'll talk about how to share your story, timing, and language. I can't remember quite how I first shared my story. Being diagnosed at 12 and growing up in a small town, everyone knew my business. People would see me, find out who I was, and tell me how they had prayed for me. I was overwhelmed with the care, but at the beginning I didn't have much ownership of my story. I also grew up with social media when Facebook was becoming big. I was obsessed with Facebook. Reading back on my memories each day is ridiculous and cringy. Sometimes I would share about being at the doctor for appointments or how I didn't want to get poked. I definitely was an oversharer on social media, but most of the time what I was saying didn't feel meaningful. I kept most of my emotions in the real part of cancer, deep under wraps for only me to think about. I think a lot of the questions around how to share your story should be based on your personality and also how many people you want to know your story. In college, when I would write at my school's newspaper or for blogs, I would sometimes share real stuff, like depression, anxiety, and abusive relationships. My point in doing so was never for sympathy or pity, but in case someone else reading my words could relate, and in doing so, they could feel less alone. Think of that idea as you decide how to share your story. Especially with thyroid cancer, a cancer whose fight can be so easily diminished by its high curability, someone could be longing to hear your words. I truly think it's worth it to share your story. It's fairly easy to make a Facebook or Instagram post, but what to say can be challenging. I would suggest to try not to edit yourself too much if you feel comfortable with that. Cancer is real and raw, and your story can be too. I think editing, though, for things like punctuation and grammar can be really important just because if you have less errors, I think it'll be easier for people to read your words and not get distracted on your grammar or things like that. Your story doesn't have to be complete. It could be two sentences. It could be paragraphs. Whatever feels right to you is the right answer. Maybe it's a poem, maybe it's photos, maybe it's a long social media caption that continues in the comments. Your message could also have a broader meaning or goal. You might want to do some research so that you can share some stats or facts about thyroid cancer to further educate those reading. You could emphasize checking your neck and visiting the doctor if others feel a lump or bump in their neck. I truly believe the narrative and experience of cancer survivors, and especially of those with thyroid cancer, will never be overshared. Also, it's okay if this episode doesn't convince you to immediately share your story. That isn't what I want. I've shared probably hundreds of survivors on Thycan Survivors social media, but I've also had folks message me saying that they want to share their story, but they don't feel ready yet. I tell them that I'll be here when they are. And the same applies to you. I'll be here when you do. In terms of other platforms on how to share your story, you can always tag us, DM us, email us for Thycan Survivors. You can find us on Instagram and social media and thycansurvivors.org. I'm always happy to share your story. There are also a lot of other thyroid cancer organizations that might ask to share your story or that you can submit your story to. There's a really awesome community out there. You could also just join a Facebook group for thyroid cancer survivors or thyroid disease and share your story in there too. It's always really inspiring being able to read all these different stories and experiences, especially from people across the world where medicine is different and cultures are different. So you have plenty of options. 
when to share your story varies from survivor to survivor. There is no magic time when suddenly you need to lay it all out there. It might start the day you get diagnosed, creating a living story of all that happens day to day. It could come 10 years after you're diagnosed, or maybe once you feel more at ease and less afraid. You'll get sick of hearing me say this, but share it when it feels right to you. Share it again when it hits you in the middle of the night. Share it again when you have something new or different to say. This is all up to you. This is your story. It's also okay if the group you first share your story with is small. It could get larger, or maybe it doesn't. Your first go, or even the only time sharing your story, doesn't need to be for the whole world to see. Cancer is such a private thing, so you don't need to just broadcast it if that makes you feel really uncomfortable. You'll know what is right, even if you have to do it wrong first. You control the story and the words. This doesn't just mean what you say and when, but also how you say it. In an article about finding the right words to talk about cancer, Fox Chase Cancer Center says language is a personal preference. Using military metaphors like waging a war, conquering cancer, may help you manage your disease day to day and give you a common language to share with your family, friends, and healthcare team. But it's also okay if you prefer not to use these metaphors to describe what you're going through. If you have an easier go at cancer and you feel like you're not some warrior or conqueror, you might feel like you're not doing it right or that your story isn't worth sharing. I think this is a really important topic. I remember when I was diagnosed, I did not think of these metaphors to describe my journey. I would shake my head when people even just called me brave or courageous. So saying I was a fighter or warrior was beyond the question. But then on the other hand, some people really lean into it. I've seen the term thyroid warrior a lot. If that resonates with you, that's great. Use it. Finding words or phrases that represent our identity is important. I like calling myself a survivor. One of my goals in doing all of this is for fighters to recognize their survivorship. I've been through a lot, cancer and not, and I'm still here. Hell, <laughs> especially after this year, losing my dad, working at a nursing home during a pandemic, losing my car, thinking I had cancer again, the list goes on. Whatever you're fighting or have been through, for all your hard work, you deserve to be called a survivor. Even when it feels like you're the furthest thing from a survivor, you are. I've been fighting thyroid cancer for over 10 years, with recurrence every few years. Although I know my fight is not over, I own the fact that I'm a survivor and surviving every single day, every appointment, and every hit I take. I hope all survivors can find strength in this message. Whether it's cancer, an abusive relationship, depression, whatever. We're all surviving something every day. Whatever you use or don't use, I hope you realize that you still had a fight and that it was still hard, even if it felt easy. Your cancer was cancer, and however and whenever you want to share your story is just perfect. In this episode of 50% Cancer, we talked about sharing your story. We talked about how it doesn't have to be all-encompassing, but that it could be inspirational to others to get your story out there. It's not about wanting pity, but about wanting to help others and spread awareness. It's right to share your story when you feel it's right. Don't let anyone pressure you into talking about it until you're ready. We also talked about the language around talking about your cancer journey. I really hope today's episode was helpful to you. Next week, I'll give you the nitty-gritty on all things scars, scar health, products, and what it's like having one in the front of your neck for all to see. Bye!